is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's 1-800-259-9231 as we launch into yet another week of fun and excitement. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Coming up, a story that I mentioned briefly over the weekend we didn't get to, and I hate mentioning stories and not getting to them, so I want to make sure we cover this. It's really the hard-hitting news here on Free Talk Live. A man convicted for having sex with something that was dead. We'll get to that here in moments. But first to the amp line, unscreened, who's this? Uh, This is Sean. Sean, calling from where? Oh, Virginia. What's on your mind tonight, Sean? Oh, well, I'm driving on my delivery route for uh, Safeway. Okay. And I thought something really funny happened earlier today. Mm-hmm. I delivered to uh, Arlington, and I get to this place. I'm on the elevator, and I see there's an M on the elevator. And that M stands for McCain, and he got his own floor on the top. Okay. So I delivered to McCain's headquarters, and I thought that was hmm. pretty funny, all the numbers on the elevator and then. M for McCain. Now, huh. is this, they've changed the name of the floor, or this, is the this his... The floor has M on the elevator. <laughs> like, whoa. So, is that his normal office? No, that's just his uh, headquarters. Like, got all the people on the phones, huh. whole bunch of office people, and, yeah. He's so, so important, they changed the numbering system <laughs> of the elevator. Yeah, it's very funny. Hmm. Is that all, all you right. had for us tonight, Sean? Yeah, that's it. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. Of course, I, I'm being facetious. I don't think he's important. He's just another politician, which means he's scum of the earth. Well, it's a good marketing ploy. I mean, if he can get... Obviously, it sticks in people's minds. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. All right. Speaking of sticking in your mind, if you happen to drive by this act, it might cause a bit of an impression. From Wisconsin, a state appeals court recently upheld a, superior's man, a superior man's conviction for having sex with a dead deer. The 3rd District Court of Appeals rejected Brian Hathaway's argument that the charge should be dismissed because the law against committing an act of sexual gratification with animals does not apply if they're dead. Seems like a good argument to me. I I don't know what I think. In this case, the judge uh, wrote that he rather convincingly contends that an animal means a living creature. However, Peterson pled no contest to the charge. A plea of guilty or no contest waives all non-jurisdictional defects and defenses that much is true so he if he'd pled not guilty then he probably would have had good luck with that particular defense hathaway who's 21 pleaded no contest to the misdemeanor a year ago and was sentenced to probation that required him to be evaluated as a sex offender in january douglas county circuit court judge michael lucci sentenced him to nine months in jail for probation violations that included using alcohol and marijuana and having unapproved contact with a minor child Hathaway told investigators he saw a dead deer in a ditch uh, near Superior, Wisconsin in fall 2006 as he rode a bicycle by it. He then dragged it into the woods and had sex with it. Can you imagine your state of mind to be riding a bicycle by a dead deer and decide to take it, drag it into the woods and have sex with it? Apparently this guy was pretty messed up. He said, uh, when I was done, I was upset with myself. He said in a statement to police, I know having sex with animals is wrong, but I can't help myself and I need help. Now, I thought to myself as I was reading this story, I thought, well, how did he get caught? I mean, if you're on the side of the road in what's probably a relatively uh, not Rural busy area. place. I mean, yeah. it, it was, after all, a dead deer on the side of the road. Right. Uh, and you go and you bugger the dead deer and then <laughs> you, you know, you're feeling bad about it. 
I guess I was thinking, well, maybe he must have turned himself in. That would have been been my thought. Which would have been a bad idea, but it turns out that wasn't the case. The appeals court ruled Wednesday the police properly obtained the incriminating statement from Hathaway, rejecting the claim that his constitutional rights were violated. Hathaway was questioned because he was on probation and had returned to a transitional living program in Superior, covered in hair and blood with a knife in his pocket, say court records. Okay. So he was living in some sort of uh, get-back-to-society program, and obviously was under the care of certain individuals who noticed he was coated with blood. I, I, I'm glad those individuals were asking those tough questions. Hathaway, Why are you covered in hair and blood and have a knife? This uh, apparently isn't an unusual thing for Mr. Hathaway. He was found guilty in April of 2005 of felony mistreatment of an animal after he killed a horse with the intention of having sex with it. He seems to like lar- rather large mammals. He was sentenced to 18 months in jail and two years of extended supervision on that charge, as well as six years of probation for taking and driving a vehicle without the owner's consent. Hathaway had just been released from prison for the killing of the horse when the deer incident happened. Hmm. So he just he just couldn't hold out. I just, well, you know, it's not every day you've happened across a dead deer. Um, I I don't know what to say about this. Do you have some point about uh, um, why it is that you brought up this particular story? The only thing I can say is that I don't like the uh, the um, the whole process where we uh, where people plead out the whole plea bargaining process. Mm-hmm. I think that if a man is uh, guilty of a crime, he should get a trial and he should serve the sentence that he's given at that trial. Um, you know, I, I, the only thing plea bargaining does is it it helps the perpetrators of crimes, people I'm not particularly out there to help, um, and it helps. Uh, Bureaucrats, uh, you know the states, uh, the states uh, attorney and the public defender yeah. and those people, they don't have to work as hard. Well, as far as I'm concerned, we should have fewer crimes, and the crimes that we do have, we should prosecute them and sentence people for them, and you know those sentences should stick. Now, I'm I'm not against some kind of uh, good time probationary thing going on in prison. I think that that uh, you know I, I think it makes sense. A guy that's uh, acting right in prison should get out sooner than a guy that's acting up. Mm-hmm. The reason I brought it up was simply because of a bizarre story, first and foremost. But secondly, uh, just wanted to point out that I don't think there's a victim here. And if there's no victim, then in my opinion, there's no crime. Now, we're taking him at his word that the deer was already dead, okay? And we know that he was in the process or caught before for killing a horse when he was wanting to have sex with it. So there's certainly the possibility that he actually killed the deer. We don't know. But taking, presuming he's telling the truth and that he only had sex with the corpse of a deer, no, no victim, well, hold no on. crime. I, but, you know, using your uh, philosophies on, on things, um, would it really matter if the deer was alive? What if he managed to somehow subdue and kill a deer with a knife? Um, well, the deer presumably would be someone's property, right? No. Well, if the deer wasn't deer someone's... doesn't belong to anyone. Well, if everybody had private property, then the deer would belong to someone. But we we don't live in that world where everyone has where everything is private property. Right. So I'm asking you about uh, your philosophy now, today, in the world that we live in. Should he be I'm charged with somehow subduing a deer with a knife in his teeth? I don't know. He's one. He's one bad weirdo. That's Who's he going to sure. pay restitution to? Who's the victim? I, I as sick and disturbing as it is, and it is. Uh, the idea that somebody would even want to have sex with the deer in the first place is pretty disturbing, let alone a dead one. Uh, but uh, no victim. Nobody I'm, has been damaged. No one has, uh, enga- you know, engendered monetary loss. I don't know. If en- I don't think engendered is the right word, but, th- but that uh, has taken on loss as a result of uh, having this deer die. It's sad. Should the guy be ostracized? Should he be outed? I yes, think that that's already happening. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes and yes. 
Should people know who this sicko is and what he's all about so they can, you know, not do business with him in the future? How would and, you know? How would they know? How would they know what? News stories? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, you're the deer effer, aren't you, son? Get out of my store. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think as far as what should happen. I mean, let's presume the deer was alive and wasn't anyone's property in that he it was just bounding around through the forest and he grabbed it somehow or shot it or whatever and managed to bugger it after that point. I don't think that he uh, likely had a gun when he was riding on his little bicycle. Um, Would you agree with me that this is not an outrage? The fact that he had sex with a deer? That part is outrageous, but, you know, the the sentencing and all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. Compared to what's going on, uh, you know, in the larger picture, this guy, if he, he's clearly a sick, sick individual, doesn't mind stealing people's cars, apparently, either, and um, if he has to go to jail for a little bit of dime or whatever, doesn't really bother me that much. Well, stealing someone's car, he would actually have a victim there, and he'd have to pay restitution to that, for that for that particular crime. But no, I'm not interested in having uh, tax money go to keep this guy in a jail cell. I don't think that's necessary. I'm not interested interested in either, but I'm, I'm just you know saying it's not an outrage. 1-800-259-9231. Do have uh, more on the way here, including uh, Kevin, who wants to talk about this. Also, Dave in Ohio coming up. Your calls as well at 800-259-9231. Also, still to come, a uh, very well-written update on where we are today. With the police state, not particularly the police state, but the state of possible potential martial law that's kind of looming over this country right now. Where we're at and exactly what this federal government can do. All on the way, this is Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are totally free. So enjoy those on us. They include the bulletin board system, over 325,000 posts. Lots to talk about. Everything from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all. It's all free, by the way. bbs.freetalklive.com. Get you right to it. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use the code FTL to save 10 bucks. That's LegalZoom.com. As we go to the phone calls and talk first to Kevin in Minnesota. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Uh, this is Kevin. Kevin, what's on your mind? Kevin, we hear you. Hello? Hi, I can hear you. Maybe we're having trouble at the uh, the network operations center. Let's put Kevin back on hold, try to iron that out as we go across the pond to the U.K. and the amp line. Ziggy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. I've got an idea for the uh, guy who um, might have sex with large animals, first of all. Yes, uh, the, uh, the man who was busted for having sex with a dead deer. Go ahead, sir. Well, back home in South Africa, they're about to have an elephant cull. An <laughs> elephant what? Cull. Hull, meaning they're going to kill some elephants? Yes, because the population has got too big and it's destroying the wildlife of a wildlife. So you're suggesting he should take a little trip and... <laughs> yeah, back, back home to my native South Africa. Right. Um, okay, right. First of all, I'm wondering why um, social democrats here haven't got really sanctimonious about cupcakes today. Because yesterday someone died from eating a cupcake. Oh in my goodness. We need protection. Yeah, but, Yep, yep, they are very dangerous. 
Um, how did and, they wait? How did they die from eating a cupcake? Did they shove the little paper wrapper down their throat, or did it, no, like they, a birthday were, candle jab them the wrong way? This, this guy was an idiot. He basically was taking part in a uh, an eating contest. Uh oh. How many? How many? You know, cupcakes he can scoff down his throat in you know um, whatever time, and he choked. And I just think, well, stupid. You know. Well, and clearly we need to outlaw these eating contests. Yeah. It's not a cupcake thing, Ziggy. We need to we need a law. That'll solve yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah, maybe we should just ban stupidity. Anyway, I have another thing for you. Um there was a case here a few years ago, um, where a farmer shot an intruder. Mm-hmm. Quite a big case here. It was called the Tony Martin case, if you want to look it up on Wikipedia. Okay. Martin? Tony Martin. Okay. And Basically, he, he was sent to prison for manslaughter. Now, I was talking to a fellow libertarian today, and I said that in the States, I don't think that would have happened because you're allowed to protect your property. Well, it depends on the state. Right. Some, some states, that's very, very true. Um, Texas, I think that uh, likely uh, that guy, you know, it wouldn't have been a problem at all, whereas... New York uh, City. New York, yeah, there's some uh, cities here where it's basically illegal to own a handgun. Yeah, well, as far as I was concerned, um, even though I don't, you know, I don't think it's a good idea people should be shot dead, um, the guy at the end of the day was protecting his property. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if somebody they, is aggressing, if someone is aggressing against your property and you give them the opportunity to leave and they don't and you've warned them, I think that you're full within your rights to, to uh, take yeah, them out. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. And here's the twist. I mean, I, in this country, if you advocate for... Um, the liberalization of gun laws. People think you're a nut. I had a very personal tragedy due to guns. My mother committed suicide using a shotgun. Oh, dear. Because in South Africa, it's not hard to get hold of a gun. Afrikaners are even more attached to their guns than the Americans. Mm -hmm. And basically, all I've ever said about it was her choice, she pulled the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's not the gun which is responsible, it's the person who pulls the trigger. Just as someone who is irresponsible with a car, it's the person. We don't ban cars when people, you know, crash, do we? You'd think that would be a, per- a persuasive point to the anti-gun people, but it isn't. No, and they, they, always, they always scream, what about the children? Any time, any time I, to- I talk, uh, I, 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 you know, give, give out the message of let's liberalize pornography, let's liberalize guns, let's li- liberalize drugs, it's always the same, they always go for the lowest common denominator. Right. What about the kids? What about the children? What about the children? I go, well, you had them, you look after them. You <laughs> right. have to yeah. be responsible for them. Do you want me you to nailed. walk your dog, too? You nailed that one, Ziggy. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. The children, it's that excuse that has paved the way for all kinds of regulation leading down the road to tyranny. It's in the name of the children that the tyrannical state and the nanny state has been built up all around us. Yep. And the children are in just as much danger today as they were 20 years ago. You know, and, and nanny state's such a, a nice way of saying um, something that's just not true. You know, the idea is that the state's there to take care of you, but, you know, there's always, uh, for every, you know, every time the, the state smiles in your face, it has a, you know, dagger behind its back. Mm-hmm. You know, when, whenever you think of in some instance, in the case of... Uh, 
you know, child safety seats. Seems like a really good idea until you're that parent that for some reason has to transport your child from one place to another and you don't have a child safety seat in the right place or you're in a you, you've come from one state to another and there's different rules. Some some states I believe require um, you know, kids up to, you know, x amount of pounds to have their own seats too. Um, right. You know, as opposed to just baby, um, you know, carriers, that kind of thing. And you haven't taken the time to and, page through all the law right. books. So then you're then you're facing the dagger. You've you've gone from the smiling face to the dagger mm-hmm. because the the state only has one way of enforcing things. That's fines, then jail, then you know violence, and and that's all they can do. You got it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So of course, uh, relegalizing guns would do a lot to put. Uh, to put defensive power back in the hands of people that are perhaps, you know, were born small like me. Uh, young, uh, certainly uh, it's the great equalizer for women and, and children and, uh, you know, smaller men as well against a, a big hulking opponent. Uh, but the state and the gun banners would have you believe that, oh, well, that's okay. You don't need guns because the state has guns. And so if you're facing someone who's scary, you can just call 911. Right, and, and, and suddenly and, the cops will appear out, right. of, uh, out of thin air. Our State agents will come and rescue you from whatever peril you happen to be in. But anybody that's ever been in a dangerous situation who has called the police will tell you that that's just not something that is ever ever going to result in your life being saved. Right, even if even if the cops can get there in 2 minutes. Lots of bad things can happen in 2 minutes and you know the only person in this world that's truly responsible for protecting you is you. Right. In a life or death uh, life or death situation, you're talking about seconds are what count. I mean it's, it's people will tell you that time slows down Split uh, when when that happens and uh, there's no way that you can rely on the government to take care of you in those instances. Of course, some government people have said, well, in the event of someone breaking into your home, we recommend that you retreat until the police arrive. Sure. You're supposed to go to your bedroom or something and, and uh, huddle there, close the door and lock it as someone ransacks your house. And if they come to your bedroom, you're supposed to crawl out the window and run away from your home. I mean, really, this is the this is sort of the legal recommendation in many areas of the world, it, it including is. this country. In many states, uh, Florida was rec- um, until recently was just like that. It's, you had to retreat to a, uh, to a room with no door in it, and then you could use your gun to pr- protect yourself. Yeah. So that in your just, own home. That needs to change. People need to have the ability to defend themselves with whatever weapon th- uh, they happen to choose, from gun to crossbow to bayonet, whatever it is. If you have it at your uh, availability and somebody is trying to harm you or your family members or your friends or whoever it is you're with, trying to steal your property, I say you should absolutely have the right to defend yourself with violence. Defensive violence is okay. It's the initiation of force that's the problem. Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time, with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. To prove they listen to the show, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's about? That's shrine.freetalklive.com. 
March 12th through the 15th is the 56th annual running of the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. Presented by Fresh from Florida, the world's fastest sports cars will battle for 12 hours on the famous Sebring Road Course. For tickets and information, call 1-800-626-RACE or visit SebringRaceway.com. March 12th through the 15th, don't miss it. That's SebringRaceway.com. Now, I've never been, Mark, and I know you have to the 12 Hours of Sebring. Do the cars actually race for 12 hours straight? Yes. <laughs> the same drivers, or do they change drivers out? I believe it's the same drivers. That's crazy. It is crazy. Everything about that, the whole thing <laughs> is just crazy. And it's it's so weird because, you know, there's all these cars on the track, and yeah. um, many have lapped the other ones, so you really got to pay attention to know who's going where and all that other stuff. I can't say that it... Uh, I was impressed by the cars. I was impressed by watching them, you know, drive. I... I didn't really know what was going on most of the time. But it was fun. I had a great time. SebringRaceway.com, uh, 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls, and we're going to try Kevin again in Minnesota. Everything should be functioning correctly. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Hey, we've got you this time. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I apologize in advance, but I have to talk about animal love. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> because I feel a little bad. That this guy was a little sheepish about horsing around because he obviously had the dough, the dogs, and pussy. There you go. You, but, wow. I think he could say it. That was cute, yeah. yeah. Um, you guys want to hear a, a really good joke? No. I don't know. Jokes, really good jokes usually go over very poorly on the radio, but you can give it a try. Okay. This, do- this dough comes walking out of the woods all beat up and bruised and hurting and, and can barely even walk and she walked up to this other doe and the doe looks at her and like oh my gosh what happened to you and she said that's the last time i do anything for two bucks there you go thanks for the call tonight dude 800-259-9231 please don't call in with your jokes tonight it's just, <laughs> it's just bad hey, I, it wasn't terrible it wasn't bad that wasn't terrible Right, anyway, 800-259-9231. Let's continue the momentum here and uh, talk to Dave in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Dave? Well, get, excuse me. Hi, guys. Hey, um, what's on your mind? On the news the, uh, about a month ago, I heard an update on the woman that got tasered in Ohio. Okay. Who was this? Yeah, the lady that was... Taking to the jail of selling strep search and tasered. Oh, that was in Ohio. Okay, right, right. Gotcha. I guess when she called 911, the police got there and she had given her dad and cousin's ID to the police by mistake. Right. And I guess that's where the mix-up happened. Right. You know how the cops can be about their identification cards. They get very, very upset. Uh, Your you papers are not in order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to give you an update. Well, thank you. I think we actually put that out there the first night, but thank you for the call, dude. Always appreciate bringing an old old case back, which is definitely an outrageous one. Especially updates on them. Yeah, I mean, we have such a thing. It certainly deserves another mention. In case you didn't see the video footage, uh, it's certainly up on YouTube for you to find. I don't remember what to search for, but uh, the woman was strip-searched by the sheriff's office on videotape. But it wasn't a strip-search. Right. Because it was done by male officers, you so it saw, wasn't a strip search. Right. You saw the actual woman being stripped on video, but the sheriff claimed that it was not a strip search, even though she was being stripped, because apparently the definition of a strip search is when... Includes a, uh, the same, a same-sex officer right. um, you know, doing the, 
the work. And since the same-sex officer was only holding the video camera, therefore it was not a strip search or Sim- something. This is simply not a strip search. Uh, so it was just an outrageous case. Yet another example of the police just being out of control in general. In fact, we're going to come back to that theme here in a moment uh, with an update on the police state or the militarization of the uh, the federal uh, police possibly going to be leading toward martial law. Detention camps being built right here in America? It's been a while since we've talked about those, but there is uh, sort of a, an update on that story. First, we got a Hollis in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Hollis. Hey. What's um, on your mind? Well, the drug war has succeeded in creating a more harmful substance. And what's that? Um, it's, a, it's actually a variant of heroin. It's uh, Tylenol PM crushed up, and it's mixed with a powdered-type heroin. Isn't there a name for that? It sounds familiar to uh, me. Cheese heroin or something. Cheese, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about it. I think it's popular down in Texas. Uh, some of the younger kids, it's being, I guess, allegedly being marketed to them, or at least that's what the news, uh, the news stories well, are saying. You know, they would, they would never, the news stories would never claim that it's being marketed to old people. Yeah, that's true. Just never done. So what are you hearing about this, Hollis? Oh, that it's just being, uh, like kids are folding it up in paper and trading it off at school, and some kids have taken it and they died, like, right after they took it. Hmm. Oh, dear. Well, when it yeah. comes to black market drugs, uh, eventually that's what's going to happen because they just aren't they just aren't manufactured under quality control situations like most drugs in the legal market are. Uh, so inevitably, you're going to have impurities. You're going to have uh, doses that are far more powerful than the the purchaser actually believes that they are. Uh, but the, this cheese, as I understand it, is sort of a cheaper version of heroin. As you're saying, it's it's cut uh, with this other stuff. Kind of how crack was and when it yeah. started. Yeah, it's just like the crack of heroin, basically. So it's, it's bad news all the way around, and it's yet another one of those uh, examples of a product that is available in the black market that never would have been created if we just left heroin legal. Hollis, any other thoughts? Um... Nope. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. The same way that crack never would have been created had cocaine been left legal. In the same way that uh, that meth never would have been created had speed been left legal. Yeah. They, all, they, likely these are all true. Now, you know, maybe maybe they would have refined some of these drugs. I don't know, but it doesn't seem likely to me if people could get consistent dosages um, you know, of of what they wanted, it, it doesn't seem like they would, uh, you know, have made these high, uh, you know, high octane, uh, you know, high impurity sort of uh, you know, derivatives. The 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 reasons these drugs were made was to uh, because, as I understand it, they're cheaper to manufacture mm-hmm. and probably quicker as well. And so, cheaper and quicker means that the dealers can get them out on the street faster and turn them over and make a buck quicker. Uh, so they just take out all of the quality, any whatever quality control there might have been in the black market, it's it's removed even more with these other drugs, and it, it makes them that much more dangerous. So we wouldn't be seeing any of this if we actually had legal drugs in this country, and somebody could go down to the store and buy as much heroin as they wanted to buy for a very reasonable price. You go down to you the... You know, it sounds outrageous, but... Let's recall that there was a time when they sold heroin in drugstores, and a, a seven-year-old bottles could go it. and buy it. Now, yeah. of course, likely that seven-year-old was going uh, to buy it for their parent. For mom, sure. I yeah. mean, how does a seven-year-old make money? How are they going to co- come up with a drug habit unless their parent decides, well, it's a really good idea if I get my kid hooked on heroin? But, you know, it, it seems to me that these, um, these issues can be handled far better uh, with education than it 
can by incarcerating people. Right, and, and real honest education as well, because we've also found that the government's D.A.R.E. program does probably the opposite of what it was intended to do. Uh, it's supposed to teach kids about drugs and keep them away from drugs, but what it really does is it lies to kids about drugs. It uses scare tactics, and um, some of those scare tactics have a tendency to be lies. Well, you know? And and the, the fallout there, Mark, the unintended consequence is that they tell kids that, well, all drugs are bad. All drugs are as bad as other drugs. So marijuana is to heroin as heroin is to cocaine and, yep. and so on. It's all the same. And so when they find out that marijuana is not so bad, uh, when they first try it, when they're 16 or 15 or whatever, they get a, a hit from their brother, for instance, or they smoke a joint with some friends, and they find out, huh, well, guess I was lied to about this marijuana. Maybe I should try some of those other drugs and see what they're all about, too. When, in fact, it is definitely the case that heroin is far, far more dangerous than marijuana could ever be. Uh, But they don't tell you the truth about drugs in D.A.R.E. class. And so kids, they get fooled, and they end up getting kind of caught. Nobody likes to be fooled. Yeah, they they end up getting caught in this world of uh, illicit hard drugs that they probably never would have gotten caught up in if they hadn't been told some lies in their government D.A.R.E. class. 800-259-9231. They've been failures all around. In fact, many schools have dropped D.A.R.E. class as a result of that, as I understand it. More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. The feature's there totally free. So enjoy those. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in a percentage of your purchase going to Free Talk Live. It's that simple. You've got stuff you need to buy for life, and Amazon's got the products you need. So you might as well go shop at amazon.freetalklive.com. Avoid the uh, parking lot hassles. At your local big box store, avoid the just all the pitfalls of shopping, the angry customers, the surly customer service people, and certainly not all places are like that, but you get to avoid it all by going to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and you'll probably get a great deal while you're at it. Plus, just stick with the surly talk show host instead. You'll get a, a, we will get a cut. So, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, here's a bit of an update, and then uh, next hour I promise we will talk about the uh, the status the status of things in Washington when it comes to military police state uh, coming upon us. But first, part of that story is the real ID. Part of uh, this all-encompassing, tyrannical state that we've got that is being built around us has to do with real ID. It has to do with the federal government convincing the state government people to play along with this new little program... Well, I guess a pretty big program. I don't know that – I mean, obviously, um, the, the the government's collection of data is part of the the whole uh, – the process of, of tyranny. They, they, they can't be as tyrannical if they don't have the information. But it, it just seems to be bureaucrats like to collect information on people. These are our citizens. We need to collect information on them. And I don't really know that they need it. No, they certainly don't. But we've we've seen in the past what bureaucrats collecting information leads to. It leads to things like gun confiscations. It leads to things like holocausts, uh, genocide. (laughs) So it's scary. uh, It's a very scary idea what we're talking about here, and that is the federal government has created this program called Real ID. It started a few years back, and the basic concept is that they're going to nationalize driver's licenses. 
that the federal government, Department of Homeland Security, will be the one agency to set all the standards across all 50 states as far as what needs to be on each state driver's licenses. And it could include anything. There's no limit to what they can add to the list of requirements. So it could include uh, biometric information, which is probably going to be right out of the, you know, right out of the gate, going to include things like a thumbprint, for instance. Uh, and then they can move forward with that. They can put more biometric information on there. They could put your health records on there. They could put all kinds of things on there. And, you know, they've shown how they lose information on a regular basis. The government loses your information. And, you know, it's just more data that they don't need to have, more bureaucrats that they need to, that they would, that would, they would have to hire to do this. It's going to be largely inefficient. And we've seen over and over and over again how when the federal government gets involved, Things get less efficient. The larger yeah. the bureaucracy, the more centralized um, the control is, the less efficient things are. But I know it seems counterintuitive. Like if you have one centralized body knowing, you know, dealing with, with one issue that it's going to be easier, it's not. Look at passports. Is it easy to get a passport? No. Certainly not since they've increased the requirements on people uh, trying to leave and, and come to this country uh, from land. I mean, from going to Mexico and Canada. It's now going to require a passport in order to do that. So, the, again, the, uh, the levels of security continue to crack down on our freedoms from this federal government. And when it comes to real ID, most of the news is bad. There's a little bit of good news. There's a glimmer of hope out there, but uh, it's not, it, it seems to be getting worse. USA Today reports that now 44 states are moving ahead to comply with a law requiring more secure driver's licenses according to the Department of Homeland Security, despite privacy concerns and worry that the new documents will be too expensive. Now, in case you don't recall, the latest on this story was that there were a handful of states that were just saying no to Real ID. They were saying, no, that's okay, we don't want to participate, you guys aren't funding this. New Hampshire made it a law that we're not participating. Well, now it looks like New Hampshire might be backing out of that, according to what I'm hearing about the governor's office. They're not backing out, but there's some politicians doing backdoor stuff. They can't back out, it's a law. Okay, well, the department's evidence here is that those states have applied for and received extensions to a May 11th deadline for issuing new tamper-resistant licenses that require proof of citizenship and address. Residents will have to show the new identification card before boarding a commercial flight or before entering a federal courthouse, among other things. Now, remember, the feds are threatening the states that don't participate. They're threatening them, and they're saying, look, if you don't participate in this real ID scheme, then every one of your state citizens is going to have to uh, get secondary screening whenever they travel on an airline. Yes. And so they're trying to scare the state bureaucrats and the people in each of these six states that has yet to comply with the real ID regulations. They're trying to scare them into basically telling them you're going to be second-class citizens. If you don't get if you don't get on board with this, and I don't know why the uh, bureaucrats really care about that as much as they do, they seem to. But they, I, I think that there's some funding involved too that they're they're going to lose out on, and they really hate that idea. That's one of the main motivators here for these bureaucrats to get in line is the federal funding. The Real ID Act requires states to issue the more secure version of the driver's license in an effort to make it difficult for criminals and would-be terrorists to get fake licenses. But you and I both know, Mark, that the black market... It's probably going to be a better... You know, it'll probably be easier for criminals now because their license will be good everywhere. Right. All the requirements will be the same from state to state. So it'll be... Once you crack it, it's done. It's over. And you give those black marketeers just probably a few weeks before their crackers will have it uh, nailed. They'll have it cracked before it comes out. Look what they do. I mean, it's probably you know, true. When you look at Microsoft, they, they crack Microsoft's products before they even put them out. 
And this True. is an efficient company. This is a company that uh, you know benefits from uh, you know you know they 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 um, are harmed by losing information. They benefit by securing the information. The government, what do they benefit by uh, securing your information? They don't at all. So what, far, what bureaucrat's going to lose their job if somebody uh, manages to to crack the ID system rather quickly? None of them. Nobody. The six states that have not yet applied for the extension are Delaware, Maine, Montana, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. So those are the only holdouts. Those are the only ones that you know if they if they hold out, if they don't apply for that extension, then come May 11th, which is the deadline, says the federal government. Come May 11th, we're going to find out whether or not this federal government is bluffing. And I believe that they are. Oh, they have to be bluffing. Because they, again, are claiming... It's the only thing that makes any sense. They're claiming that not only will you have to get a secondary screening if you're trying to go fly on an airline, but they're also claiming you won't be able to get into federal buildings. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it just seems absurd that that's uh, going to... that they're going to actually follow through with their threats. And the only way we're going to find out for sure is if one of those six states decides to be a holdout and not participate. Now, I don't know what exactly is going on behind the scenes here in New Hampshire, but I heard something last week that the governor was planning on writing a letter to the Department of Homeland the Security. The Senate has asked him to or something like that. and you know, Asking the for did, an extension. Yeah. The Senate didn't like, uh, you know, quite a few people in the Senate didn't like the whole Real ID thing. And I can see why they would, might be asking for an extension if they think that there's going to be problems. You know, what's what's the harm in asking for an extension is what they say. So... One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Just wanted to give you an update on that. Let's go to the phone calls and talk to John in Iowa. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Yeah. Hey, what's up? I'd like to throw a little scenario since you're talking about ID chips and sure. stuff. You know, I'm not really too worried about the cards, but you can do the same thing with the cards because they used to do that with credit cards. You know, the guy behind the counter dropped the card and he'd run it to another scanner there mm-hmm. and get your information. But let's say, you know, you got these ID chips and they're programmable. And some guy figured out how to program those, so he walks by you in a crowd. He changes the identification on your chip and makes you a criminal, changes it with him, let's say. He takes your ID, and the next time you walk into 7-Eleven, all of a sudden these bells and whistles go flying off saying that you are a shoplifter. It's an interesting vision, and who knows how uh, how dangerous this high-tech world of identification could become if someone has the ability well, to do I'm that. I'm an electrical, in, electronic engineer slash robotics programmer, and mm. uh, I know how these things Scares work. Scares you, huh? I, do, I know exactly how they work. You know, it's it, what needs to happen, if even if those six states do finally bend over for the federal government and say, yes, we will implement the real ID, Master, uh, then the individuals in those states need to start refusing. They need oh, yeah. to just that, refuse that, that, to get. You guys got me talked into moving out to my ha- New Hampshire. I'm serious. <laughs> ah, are you uh, are you <laughs> a member the of the Free State Project, John? Have you signed up for the Free but, State uh, Project? Can I bring something else up? You can. Yeah, you know, you guys are, earlier were talking about marijuana and stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know how old you are, but uh, back in the '60s, not that and, old, uh, <laughs> early '70s stuff. You know, there were military militant groups around, mm-hmm. and if you smoked pot, they wouldn't let you in because you were too passive. And, you know, you hear these guys talking about uh, how they're putting uh, fluoride in the water and, mm-hmm. and uh, the SR, uh, SSRIs that they use, and they're trying to dumb us down and stuff. Why don't you just legalize marijuana? Yeah, why not? You know, and, and, and then, well, it's, it's like a bunch of guys sitting around, let's go blow up the building. 
Well, yeah, what smoke a doobie first? <laughs> you smoke a doobie, and then you forget why you even wanted to go do. There you go. Thanks uh, for the call, <laughs> dude. We appreciate it, John. You really don't Thank you. 800-259-9231. How many other people have uh, blown up buildings after smoking weed? More on the way. This is Free Talk. You don't see a lot of violent action Hour for two, poppers. coming up. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. As we launch an hour number two of the program. Again, 1-800-259-9231. Going right into your phone calls. Don't forget to join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Let's talk first to Rich in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Rich. Well, good evening. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is I have a book recommendation. A oh, book okay. recommendation? Yes. Okay, go ahead. By Fiction. David Crosby. David As in Crosby, Crosby Stills, and Nash? Exactly. Okay. It's his autobiography called Long Time Gone, and he covers from experience two things that you discussed in the first hour. One is the Second Amendment and the need to be able to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And including a, an encounter he actually had where he, he actually needed to use his gun to fend off a, an intruder in his house, mm. or that was breaking into his house. And also he talks about exactly the same point that you were making in the, last, in, the, in the first hour about how when the government lies about drugs to kids, for example, they're teaching kids in the D.A.R.E. program that all drugs are equally bad, etc., etc., then they try marijuana and they find out that it's a bunch of hooey. So then they figure that the government must be lying about all the other drugs. He makes exactly the same point in this book. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with David Crosby, he his life, he got really hooked into drugs. And uh, he, in his own words, he's never known anyone to come closer to death and uh, recovered as he has. Wow. Talk about hitting bottom, huh? Yeah. And... And besides that, the book, he's a really, really good writer. And it's a it's an entertaining book, and if you're into rock history, it's so much the better. Cool. Well, anything else on your mind tonight? Well, actually, there is one other thing, if you don't mind a, a video recommendation. Why not? You were, you were talking about the, the fact that when the government gathers information on the citizens, that's the first step to, well, who knows what. It's usually the and, first step to rounding people up or con, uh, taking their guns or something else like well, that. Well, and, and there's no better documentary that I know of than Innocence Betrayed, which is a project of Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. And their website is jpfo.org. I've heard it's, a lot of good things about that particular organization. Right, and their documentary, I mean, it's graphic. It shows just what you were talking about, how first they gather information, then they get into registration. They systematically, incrementally disarm the people and then wipe them from off the face of the earth. It's been Not done people. again and again. It's, it's uh, again, history repeating itself. Right. Rich, great call tonight. Thanks for the recommendations, and I'm sure you can find, uh, if not David Crosby's book, but I'm betting that uh, JPFO video is probably on Google Video for free, if you look around for it. 
800-259-9231. Continuing with Micah in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Micah? Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. How are you? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I want to take things to a completely uh, kind of different topic, but it's on the lines with the, some interaction I've had over the last five years with various branches of the federal government and mm. trying to get some closure on a, uh, a elusive wildlife creature that I have pretty pretty good documented footage of. Okay. Is this um, the Bigfoot? You're not calling about the Bigfoot, are no, you? No, no, no. Let me Bigfoot tell you, is real. I've been very secretive <laughs> about this. No, this is an actual animal. It's a. Are you saying the Bigfoot of, is not an actual is animal? Is this the chupacabra? No, no. Let no. me tell you, I've spent so many time deleting emails concerning this since I aired an edited version of my film. Uh, I may have accidentally filmed a 150-pound Black Panther. Um, I did it in May 2002, and of course, I wanted to make awareness proper when I've had enough people tell me that that's what it is on my film, uh, to the Department of Natural Resources, South Carolina DNR, which a state I heard you recently mention, but that's a whole topic I'll get on at another time. I'm confused. Um, I mean, why is this revolutionary? Are, Are Black Panthers not supposed to exist or something? Absolutely not, sir. A simple search of uh, panther sightings in SC for South Carolina will show DNR stances. They do not exist. And I even have one quoted. Uh, a gentleman that won Game Warden of the Year on a government website quoted as saying, if you've seen one, you didn't. If you know you've seen one, you still didn't. And therein, I'm not Are they only supposed looked, to be extinct from South Carolina or everywhere? They're supposed to not exist anywhere in the Americas, naturally. They pass them off as escaped exotic I thought Florida pets, Panthers were black. Mark, am no, I no, mis- no, no, no. Mis- you, misremembering you, yeah, that? You're not, you're not correct there. The, you did see in Florida black Panthers, but they were zooed um, that you didn't see. Yes, that's correct from what I've learned. So black panthers are not supposed to be found anywhere in the wild in North America? Is that what you're saying? No, but yet they're sighted just as uh, many as Bigfoot. Um, And see, that's wherein lies a lot of problems because the Department of Natural Resources members that I've seen posting online on this government forums board that I've posted also, um, they're ignoring certain evidence as to a 1779 book by Glenn Hewitt called The Description of South Carolina, where it lists all the mammals. What is it that you're trying to accomplish with this? What I'm trying to accomplish is the same amount of awareness that a jogger would have in the hills of California and Francis Mary National Forest and Sumter National Forest, where these animals are being encountered quite a bit. And the biggest revelation is a U.S. Forestry Service technician was chased into the Chattooga River and swam to South Carolina to evade an attack, a possible attack, by a seven-foot-long black panther. So you're saying that you want to get this information out there so people can be aware that these creatures are in existence and could possibly be putting you in danger if you're out and about? Uh, to a degree, yes. Now, to my area, that would be to a lesser degree, because I'm raised in an area where shotguns by the front door in most cases. Very rural. Certainly, if you uh, are uh, pre- if you are uh, packing, then you'll be able to defend yourself fairly well against a black panther. Well, you want to be packing the right thing. You don't want to be packing a twenty-two. I'll take a twenty-two over nothing. I, I will, I will well, take the, a sharp stick over nothing. Well, the simple thing that I learned from when you're knee-high to go out in the woods with your father hunting is they are an animal that your parents make you aware of that uh, could be a threat. 
um, and the, the safety awareness they give you is to consistently look over your shoulder and deliberately face the opposite direction because even in California, they know cougar attacks like a jogger that was attacked, I, I believe, several years ago and may have been killed. Do you, th- do you think that there's, that there's any chance this, this is actually Manimal from the, uh, um, you know, the 1980s uh, uh, drama? I used to watch that as a, as a kid, and uh, that's come into my head a few times because I've seen YouTube footage that shows that old clip. It really could. It could be a lycanthrope, you know. Micah, good luck with your, uh, with your project there, and thank you for the call tonight. I guess well, guys, people need to... Would you mind... huh? Uh, off air, I give the YouTube address that you can look you know, at. No, you can do is you can go to our BBS and you can post it there, and yeah, we'll, we'll see it then. Solve the problem. Go to bbs.freetalk.com. And then a bunch of other people will see it too. Yeah, thanks Thousands. for the call tonight, dude. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I didn't know this was a controversy. I didn't know there was controversy out there over uh, the the existence of Black Panthers, but apparently. There is. I didn't know it either. You learn something new every night here. On However, Free Talk Live. I don't like the way you guys just handily dismiss Bigfoot as oh, that's oh, not real. Oh, I know it's your pet conspiracy, it's, isn't it? It's not a conspiracy. What? Who's conspiring to make Bigfoot? The people that want to profit from selling Bigfoot T-shirts and videos. And what's wrong with selling a few T-shirts and video? I mean, you know, people sell the There's alien wrong alien it. head T-shirts, big fat hairy deal. Um, no, I, I absolutely see no reason that there can't be a North American primate. No reason. No, well, whatever. I mean, at least you're not out there spending your life trying to track it down, Mark. Is that what you want to do I'm, with I'm your spreading money? the word. I'm, I'm telling people to research Bigfoot. <laughs> Someday you're going to take all your money you make from uh, the radio business and go out on a hunt. Now I'm going to buy a hairy suit. <laughs> uh, all right, so 1-800-259-9231. Yes, you can actually bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. Uh, coming up here, the San Francisco Chronicle. And a couple of their authors there talking about the state of the union, at least when it comes to military power over the population and the federal government's increasing, increasingly frightening police powers that it has just decided to accumulate to itself without any sort of constitutional protection against these things from happening. They've just ignored the Constitution outright. Did you know that they are actually building detention camps in America? Now, I don't want to sound like some paranoid kook crackpot. But but they are building them. They are building them. I thought they just had a contract to build them. According to this article, they are being built. And again, this is from the San Francisco Chronicle. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features for free archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Totally free. Click. It's that easy. There's no logging in. Those other radio talk show hosts... They want you to pay for their archives. Ours are free, so enjoy. Freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. We Go to the phones and talk to Brian in Colorado on the amp line. Hello, Brian. Hey, guys. Hey. I was at the airport uh, this morning, came through uh, another another uh, Monday morning flight. Okay. And I was thinking that um, there's something different about the whole 
uh, TSA checkpoint thing than pretty any other law that's out there. And 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 I, I kind of like to run this past you and and your listeners to see what what they can do about it. Okay, sure. As I was going to the airport, I'm going 80 miles an hour in a zone. I roll through stop signs. I broke a lot of laws. Mm. I knew I was breaking those laws, but, you know, I, I know it's 70 miles an hour. There's the sign right there, and the sign is my master. The sign says 70. I'm going 80. But I knew I'm breaking them, and I knew that I could get caught, and I took that risk because who wants to go 70 when you don't have to? Sure. I wasn't, obviously wasn't hurting anybody. People take that risk every single day. Exactly. But but, the, but there are people who take risks jumping out of planes, and then there are people who take risks, you know, where you're, you're probably going to get hurt. Right. And there are people who take risks just, you know, going a little bit faster than the, the silly signs say. So so all day long, all the time, you know, people smoke pot knowing that it's illegal. Mm. Uh, people, you know, uh, buy and sell booze to minors knowing it's illegal, but they but they do it. Uh, knowing that if they get caught, they're gonna they're gonna pay. They're gonna they're gonna pay the price. Sure. The difference is now that I can't get on an airplane. I can't choose to break the law and not get searched. You can't choose. You're losing me. I'm sorry. Run that by I, me again. I, I I can't choose to break these, you know, TSA, uh, Patriot Act, national security checkpoint laws. And, and and run the risk of getting caught. In other words, I can't just kind of go around the checkpoint on my plane and hope that they didn't see me. Right. Just, it's just unavoidable. Like I, right. Yeah, I, I can go 80 and, and hope they don't see me. If they do, okay, yeah, you know, I'll pay the fine. But 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 they, they stop every single one. It's a positive uh, checkpoint where you can't you can't make the choice as to whether to obey their laws or not. Well, you can choose where, where, not to fly. You could choose not to fly, right. I mean, you and you can also choose not to go by train, because we now know that they're expanding to Amtrak facilities. Right, and I, I could drive, which is a million times more dangerous than flying, you know, statistically. Right. So the, 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 the great success of this, uh, you know, arbitrary uh, uh, TSA, you know, the, the, the checkpoints at the airport laws, you know, where uh, I, I reported here on a few weeks ago that I had a, a tube of toothpaste that was eight ounces that I had carried with me for two or three years. And finally, when it got down right to the, the bottom, they said, oh, you can't have this on the plane. That's a national security problem. Mm-hmm. I didn't bother to tell them, oh, I've had it for the last two years. Right. You know, I, did, I didn't want to get a letter in the mail. Yeah, they probably would have, uh, you know, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have taken particularly kindly to that. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your address and phone number, sir? Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm worried that, you know, now they see this success, uh, why not make all laws that way? And that's actually where we're heading. We're heading, you know, we've got these checkpoints that are inside of the borders, you know, way inside the borders on roads that don't even touch the border. Uh, we've got this, uh, this whole, uh, uh, what, they're going to put GPS uh, systems in the cars now. They're going to sell sure. it to you saying that, oh, well, you know, if you break down, we'll know where you are. Right. Well, also, if you're speeding, we'll know where you are, and we'll just send a, a you know send a ticket directed to your address because we know where you are. Yeah, not to mention the cameras that are popping up everywhere. TSA moving out to Amtrak. Inevitably, they're going to set up more road uh, roadblocks and checkpoints throughout the country. Sure. So what you're saying is they're moving to uh, to the direction of filtering through every single person who's traveling. Not just traveling, but how long is it going to be until everything is is, is checked? Like for instance, I, I can't go down and buy a. Uh, a non-prescription Claritin at, at the drugstore now without showing my driver's license. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that 
we, we've come to the point where, you know, they've caught as many people as they can with the resources they have. So now they've got to catch all these other lawbreakers. We'll make a law, and then we'll, we have to put these positive things in place to make sure that no one can, you know, escape around the security checkpoint. In other words, you, you can't buy uh, uh, these, uh, non, you know, non-prescription, uh, uh, what are they, the stuff that's used to make uh, meth, right? Yeah, 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 pseudofedrin. Uh, uh, for instance. Sure. But so, so, I mean, how long will it be? And, you know, like I say, they've they got GPS systems in your car. They can tell when you're speeding. There doesn't have to be a cop anywhere around. You just can't speed now. I guess you could buy a 1968 car that doesn't have these. But how long will it be until they're called illegal because they're polluting or whatever? They'll always come up with a good reason that, that most people will support for these draconian laws. Well, you know, I don't know about speed limits. I think speed limits is one of the places where if, in fact, they actually enforced speed limits, if, if we were all forced to go the speed limit and that kind of thing, that people would actually rise up. Um, it, it seems to me. Maybe I'm wrong. I, you would think that in the airport that they would hate the idea of waiting around for that nonsense, but... It, People get tickets all the time. They just pay them. Well, they just pay them because they're taking their chances. They either get the ticket or they don't get the ticket. But if um, the, the thing about speeding is it's really about uh, fundraising. And I think everybody to some extent understands that, and you know, or it's a punishment for doing what I want to do. So you're saying that they, they're they going to make it so that you just can't speed if they made it so that everyone had a made, governor on their car or something? Right. If they did such a thing, I think that people would then lobby, um, you know, it seems to me that people would then demand higher speed limits. Well, think about getting on a plane 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And, and what it is now, if you were to tell somebody, uh, you know, waiting uh, at the airport 10 years ago that at some point, uh, you know, they're going to, uh, you know, make sure that you can't have more than three ounces of aftershave in your bag. Yeah, you'll say, have to take off oh, your belt, too. I, I, yeah, I, I'd never fly again. That's stupid. I, you know, you the, can, the people would never stand for that. They can claim at the very least that, that you know, the terrorists will get you if you have, uh, you know, that the, the terrorists carry four ounces of aftershave. You know, um, and, and people seem to buy that stupid line. But they can't claim that the terrorists make you speed, you know? I, I don't know. I, I'm just defending it. I think I think that's the case. I may be wrong. Well, my my, my point is that uh, they're, 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 we're building this state where uh, you won't you won't you will no longer have as many choices to break the law as yeah. as, as we do even now. Sure, and we sure. We have a lot less choices now than we did before. The law is becoming more uh, more apparent in each of our lives. The uh, the intrusiveness is uh, continuing to increase, and more and more people are just putting up with it. And and the terrorism excuse is apparently good enough. Uh, it's right. it's scaring people enough to allow to to the point where they're allowing all of these infringements upon their civil liberties. And I don't know, Mark, if they, if these people have a line in the sand. Uh, if they keep in, if they keep incrementally uh, in, instituting more and more of these control measures, will the, the frogs in the uh, the boiling pot ever figure it out before it's too late? I just don't know. And we're going to keep talking about this, Brian. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Speaking of that boiling pot, we will take its temperature here in moments and let you know exactly where things are at on the federal level. In case you are not aware, it's a pretty scary situation. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com.
Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. Take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there, totally free, including the wiki. Over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended cleanse. Go to ftldiscount.com. You can read some real testimonials. Find out how to order. ftldiscount.com. Talking about the authoritarian government that we are, definitely we have today, and that it's just getting worse as we go down this path towards basically totalitarianism, uh, just kind of this scary fascist socialist police state that we have being built up around us. And a couple of the uh, the writers over at the San Francisco Chronicle really do a great job here in this article from a few days ago laying it out. Our current situation starts with a quote from Winston Churchill back in 1943. Here it is. The power of the executive to cast a man into prison without formulating any charge known to the law and particularly to deny him the judgment of his peers is in the highest degree odious and is the foundation of all totalitarian government, whether Nazi or communist. So the article begins. Since 9-11 and seemingly without the notice of most Americans, the federal government has assumed the authority to institute martial law, arrest a wide swath of dissidents, citizen and non-citizen alike, and detain people without legal or constitutional recourse in the event of, quote, an emergency influx of immigrants in the U.S. or to support the rapid development of new programs, unquote. Now, all of the stuff you're going to hear talked about in this article, we've covered on this show, but this does a brilliant job of putting it all in the same place. And if that's not a scary quote, let me reiterate. They're building these detainment camps to put people in, in the event of an emergency influx of immigrants, or to support the rapid development of new programs. Talk about a wide-open uh, possibility there. Yeah, it does seem rather wide-open, disturbingly wide. Right, so whatever those programs are supposed to be, nobody really knows for sure, but they could be anything. And the money's there, the contracts are there. In fact, beginning in 1999, the government has entered into a series of single-bid contracts. And by the way, 1999 is prior to the Bush administration. So all those people that try to tell you that it's all Bush, it's Bush's fault. No, it's been going on for much longer than Bush. Right. Single bid contracts, uh, you know, didn't didn't start with George Bush, although he has he he has uh, taken them to a new level. Uh, but it was still Halliburton uh, yeah. back in 1999 that was getting the deals. Uh, how, in fact, how did it was that a s- Subsidiary of theirs, Kellogg, Brute and Round, K- uh, excuse me, Kellogg, Brown and Root rather, KBR to build detention camps at undisclosed locations within the United States. The government has also contracted with several companies to build thousands of rail cars, some reportedly equipped with shackles. Now, that one was news to me. I had not heard that particular story. It's bizarre. Ostensibly to transport detainees. According to diplomat and author Peter Dale Scott, the KBR contract is part of a Homeland Security plan entitled Endgame, which sets as its goal... These funny, uh, the, these, the, the names of these uh, projects. Now, where, where is this news, news article from? San Francisco Chronicle, sfgate.com. Okay. The, uh, the, again, the security, uh, Homeland Security Plan is titled Endgame, which sets as its goal the removal of all removable aliens and potential terrorists. Fraudbusters such as Representative Henry Waxman 
uh, from L.A. have complained about these contracts, saying that more taxpayer dollars should not go to the taxpayer gouging Halliburton. But the real question is, what kind of new programs require the construction and refurbishment of detention facilities in nearly every state of the Union with the capacity to house perhaps millions of people? It's a bizarre program. Sector 1042 of the 2007 National Defense Authorization Act says use of the armed forces in major public emergencies. It gives the executive power to invoke martial law. For the first time in more than a century, the president me, is... Before you go on with the martial law um, you know, story here, uh, what, let me posit for a second that the uh, federal government has decided, you know, all these illegal aliens that they've got, they've broken the law. We could charge them and sentence them and use them as slave labor for stuff. I mean, convicts are used for slave slave labor and to benefit uh, prisons sure. all over the United States. I know people don't know this, and um, I can I can cite you example after example if you would like to call in and talk about it. But um, possibility it, they they may decide you know, there's supposedly 20 million people. If we could get if you could get someone else to pay for it and you uh, benefit from it, well, that makes perfectly good sense. Yeah, that they and it makes more them. sense than gassing people. Right then they won't be then they won't look as awful as the Nazis while they're essentially doing the same. They broke the law, Ian. (laughs) Uh, For the first time in more than a century, the president is now authorized to use the military in response to. This is another quote from the law: a natural disaster, a disease outbreak, a terrorist attack, or any other condition in which the president determines that domestic violence has occurred to the extent that state officials cannot maintain public order. Does that disturb anyone as much as it disturbs me? Any other condition in which the president determines, all up to him, that domestic violence has occurred to the extent... When did the president become God? Within the last few years. Uh, The Military Commissions Act of 2006, rammed through Congress just before the midterm elections in 2006, allows for the indefinite imprisonment of anyone who donates money to a charity that turns up on a list of terrorist organizations, or who speaks out against the government's policies. The law calls for secret trials for citizens and non-citizens alike. Also in 2007, the White it House... It does. It absolutely does. We've, we've read it. Star chambers are real. The, this is happening right here in the good old land of the free. This is, this is not being made up. Also, it, it, San Francisco Chronicle is a reputable source. In 2007, well, we've heard... I mean, these are... Go look up the laws for yourself. The quotes... I mean, he pulled that quote right out of the Defense Authorization Act. We'd read that quote before on the air. Yeah. Also, in 2007, the White House quietly issued a National Security Presidential Directive, number 51, to ensure the continuity of government in the event of what the document vaguely calls God knows we need that. a catastrophic emergency. Should the president determine that such an emergency has occurred, he and he alone is empowered to do whatever he deems necessary to ensure continuity of government. Now, this could include everything from canceling elections to suspending the Constitution to launching a nuclear attack. Congress has yet to hold a single hearing on that particular presidential directive. U.S. Representative Jane Harmon uh, from L.A. has come up with a new way to expand the domestic war on terror. Her violent radicalization and homegrown terrorism prevention act of 2007, which passed the House by a lopsided vote of 404 to 6. Guess who one of the six was? Ron Paul. Ron Paul would set up a commission to examine and report upon the facts and causes of so-called violent radicalism and extremist ideology, then make legislative recommendations on combating it. According to the commentary in the Baltimore Sun, Representative Harmon and her colleagues from both sides of the aisle, remember, they're working together to stop terrorism, believe the country faces a native brand of terrorism and needs a commission with sweeping investigative powers to combat it. 
A clue as to where Harmon's commission might be aiming is the Animal Enterprise Terrorism Act, a law that labels those who... This is kind of scary. Those who, quote, engage in sit-ins, civil disobedience, trespass, or any other crime in the name of animal rights as terrorists. That's crazy. Now, look, we've talked about the Animal Liberation Front before on this show, and their tactics are violent and despicable. But sit-ins? But, now, if the Animal Liberation Front goes and breaks into somebody's business or somebody's office or factory and sets it on fire as they've been known to do and does damage if if they're harming another person's property then absolutely they need to be brought to justice for that and and made to pay restitution but sit-ins and civil disobedience that's going to count you as a terrorist and that if you're doing it in the name of animal rights and this is just one of the proposals right this is the animal enterprise terrorism act for instance other groups in the crosshairs according to the article could be anti-abortion protesters anti-tax agitators immigration activists environmentalists peace demonstrators second amendment rights supporters the list goes on and on anybody that is in opposition to the status quo anyone in opposition to the uh, the federal government that we have could be targeted as one of these new terrorists under the uh, Homegrown Terrorism Prevention Act. According to author Naomi Wolf, the National Counterterrorism Center holds the names of roughly 775,000 terror suspects, with the number increasing by 20,000 per month. How long is it going to take for you and I to get on that list, Mark? Oh, I'm sure we're on it. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. What could the government be contemplating that leads it to make contingency plans to detain without recourse millions of its own citizens. Can you answer that question? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Get yourself some great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. Uh, We've got T-shirts and hats, hoodies. Uh, We've got more, including the uh, Free Talk Live archives, DVD classic archive collector sets. That and more, including Free Marketeer logo stuff, all there at store.freetalklive.com. While you're there, find out how you can win yourself, or not win, but uh, snag a copy of Barry Cooper's excellent Never Get Busted Volume 1 DVD, free with your order. Get all the details at store. Dot freetalklive.com. Uh, so, Mark, did you have any more, any other thoughts on this police state, the rise of the police state? The San Francisco Chronicle has done a fine job of just laying it out there, where things are currently at with this federal government continuing to just grab more and more power for itself, the uh, spe- specifically the executive branch, to the point where martial law can be declared for virtually any reason, uh, people can be snatched off the streets. Regular people can be accused of being a terrorist and just taken out of the public and subjected to a star chamber, secret trials, military tribunals. They're building detention camps at, in secret locations all across the country, and that's been going on since before 2001, since 1999. That's when that, the contracts came through. Well, I remember reporting on... We reported on a contract that was signed a few years ago, so the contract has been updated since then. It started in 99, and it's been going on ever since. And so it seems like all this is in preparation for something pretty darn big. So It's almost as though someone has a plan out there, and it's, it's really frightening. I, I, you know, I have the soul of, as, as we know, I, I have the soul of conservative. Um, I don't like to just t- bandy about terms like police state and things like that, but... 
you know, the the evidence comes has been presented to me the, through the uh, national news media, and I cannot, uh, I, I can't ignore it. I can't say no. We don't live in a police state. Now, I'd say that there's probably some hallmarks of a uh, of a huge police state or the big, the dangerous kind that we haven't quite gotten to yet. Um, we're not killing uh, a particular ethnic group. That's sort of the the Nazi thing. We're not. People aren't disappearing in the night too often there's a couple of there's a few instances where people have disappeared and you don't know what happened to them or anything mm-hmm. like that but the news media um likely wouldn't even report on somebody that came up missing you know unless unless they were blonde pretty girl well, that's a, that's a big issue yeah <laughs> but, yeah but yeah if it's just some dude yeah it's another missing person but it's just uh, even so it's not widespread people coming up missing that's not happening yet um, obviously, this has a provision in it for it, but it bothers me that the government um, is going through the legal steps that uh, makes it so that they can do these things. Sure. We are completely within the law, citizen. Yep. Put your hands behind your back. And they've been they've been at it for the last several years. Would love to have your thoughts on this, how you feel, what you plan on doing about it, because we've taken steps. We've made a move. We've joined the Free State Project. And we've moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a wonderful idea that brings liberty-loving activists together to the same place. Because we understand that, look, it's now or never. You either get active and do something, and you don't have to join the Free State Project. You should just do something. Get active, join a Ron Paul meetup group, and, and get together and meet some other people of like mind. I, I I'm for all I'm for any kind of liberty activism. I I don't care what it is, I'm for it. Um, you can't sit unless there unless it's vulgar or, or dumb. You can't but, sit there and expect everybody else to pick up this ball and run with it and take care of this for you because it is going to require you taking action just like everybody else taking action. To me, the Free State Project just it it seems like the only thing one can do. I I do the things for liberty that uh, make sense. I, I wouldn't even consider myself the biggest libertarian activist out there. I'm I'm not that kind of guy. I'm really I just want I just want a, my family and I just want to have a good job and and those things are I I, I don't consider myself one of these wing nut uh, crazies. Sure. I just you know I donate some money to the Ron Paul campaign because I felt like he had a shot and uh, he certainly got a great uh, deal of uh, of attention and maybe that's still maybe yeah, he still over. maybe he could uh, he could get in there. I'd, 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 um, I wouldn't bet the I wouldn't bet the ranch on it. Sure. Um, and you know I I moved for the Free State Project. I, I certainly what one can do is at least sign up for the Free State Project. That way they can get to twenty thousand um, and trigger the move. Yeah, yeah, and trigger the move. That's a, that in and of itself is an important thing. So Just sign up for the Free State Project. I like what you're saying here, Mark. You've you've got to take action. You've got to do something in your personal life to to make a move toward liberty. And if you're not ready to actually physically get up, pick up everything, and move to New Hampshire, then there are smaller things that you can do. But the reason why I think the, the New Hampshire Free State Project is so persuasive is because it's an original idea. It's something that hasn't been tried yet. In that all of these other things that we're hearing being proposed right now, for instance, a, a number of the Ron Paul activists are going to be gathering on uh, April 15th in Washington, D.C. and around the country, and they're going to be having protests. So, you know, sign waving, yeah, we want to not pay taxes anymore. We're going to keep paying taxes, but we want to just let you know we're not going to, we don't like these taxes. <laughs> uh, that's been tried over and over again. The only reason you can say that is because you, in fact, don't pay the income tax. And that's, you know, it's it's a strong, um, brave move on your part. And, you know, I, 
only a person who's made that move could make that statement. Well, and that's what it's going to take, is it's going to take people to, to make strong, brave moves. And a strong, I think a very strong, brave move is moving for liberty. It's an original move. It's something that hasn't been right. tried. And we can run candidates all across the country and continue to receive 4% or less in every single election and continue to be laughed at and, and ridiculed, right. and or I've we heard, can get together and make a difference. And I've heard people uh, you know, second-guess which state was picked. Oh, you know, this state or that state or another state would have been a better state for, um, to make a stand for liberty. And maybe you're right, but... You know, that was the state that was chosen. It was chosen democratically. I, I realize democracy is not the greatest system and everything, but it was, it was chosen via Condorcet method. What's that mean? Well, it wasn't majority vote necessarily. It was a, a, a vote with ranking. So you would rank. I don't I don't know if that's non-democratic or not, but I it's, think it's somewhat democratic. It deserves mentioning in that uh, each state was ranked based on the preference of the individual who was choosing. Them. OK. Um, and it, it, it was the one that was chosen. And, you know, that's the state that's picked. If you have a free state project for every state, then the free state project isn't going to work. Right, we're back to square state, one. Right, the free state project's only going to work if people move to the one state that we're, you know, choosing to make a stand for liberty and to return to liberty. That's the one that, it, you know, that's that's what's going to work. And because don't give obviously the, we can't do it on a national scale. We failed time and time and time again. Right, and don't give me the, it's too cold excuse. Right, you can't you give have, me that too cold excuse. Right, unless, we are two Florida boys here. Florida I do blood, not want yep. to, you know, this is the, the snowiest winter yet. I do not want. Did you hear me complain about it on the radio? No, no. you've been all right. Do not. You've been working tell it every day. Me. I, I am You're out crazy. there every day. Um, you know, I've, I've bought myself a pair of Carhartt overalls, and I've got a, a jacket, and I put a hat on, and I get out there and I swing a hammer in yeah. the cold. So you can't tell me about it's too cold. Right. And the fact is, it's not as cold as some places in this country. Uh, the people in Wisconsin, for instance, are getting on days where we've got it 20 degrees in New Hampshire. It's 20 below there. Yeah. So it's not even the cold. Coldest. And, 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 you know, the, the whole idea that, for one, um, you know, here cold, cold is dry as opposed to wet. In Florida, when it was uh, 50 degrees, um, you know, it's, it's similar to 30 degrees here in New Hampshire just because, yeah. you know, it's, it's wetter in Florida. The fact is, if, uh, if your number one objection is it's too cold, then you really need to reassess. home. You, yeah, well, you really need to reassess. <laughs> you don't want anything for liberty. You, re- you need to reassess your priorities. Is, is liberty something worth... Uh, giving up a little bit of comfort for because that's all you're talking about here and i i would make the the claim that it's actually no less comfortable here than it is in a hot climate in fact one could make the argument it's more comfortable in a cold climate it's just the luxuries are reversed if you live down south it's hot as hell all the time and then you go and you run from air-conditioned car to air-conditioned house up here, it's cold, you know, eight months out of the well, year, and you run from heated car to heated house. There's no difference there. Well, either there's the, the shoveling, the uh, the car doesn't stop when you apply the brakes. There's all kinds of things to cold that, that stink. You can hire people to shovel if you want to. You can you can choose to do that. Um, I would prefer it to be... Like, the, I would hire I would someone to do my yard in Florida. I the weather in Florida here in New Hampshire. I don't have that. That is not an option. It um, The weather is something I was willing to give up in yeah. pursuit of liberty. Because I didn't want to say I allowed America to slip into a despotic, tyrannical uh, you know, uh, morass because I didn't want to be cold. Mm. You know, I just, I, I just didn't have that. And uh, you know, even if, if it is, if that's the worst thing for you, be a snowbird, move up here for nine oh, months, sure. go back to Arizona or whatever for three. So there you go. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I guess the ultimate question for those people is. Is actually having a, a real shot at liberty in your lifetime worth a little bit of chilly temperatures? Or would you prefer to be in chains on the beach? 
1-800-259-9231. All right, uh, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. We're going to Chris. He wants to talk about Gene Ray here in a few moments. Hour number three is coming up. Also, still to come, one of the more bizarre, one of the more bizarre objections to liberty that I've ever received in the email box. We'll read that one for you and see what you think if you chime in. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away. So do enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Roll right into your phone calls and then to a very bizarre question uh, about libertarianism. But first we go to Chris in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I was wanting to talk about the Gene Ray interview you guys had. Gene Ray, the man behind TimeCube.com. He is a friendly but crazy old man who believes all kinds of nutty things. If you go to TimeCube.com, uh, you will have some idea of what we are talking about. But it's pr- basically the most, the longest, most rambling, bizarro website you've probably ever seen on the Internet. That's uh, that's Gene Ray in a nutshell. Your comment, sir. Uh, well, in, when you guys interviewed him, uh, you guys had a caller who called in and said that a cube has six sides. Yeah. <laughs> and Gene Ray did not like that at all. Um, well, he gets very upset at that question. Well, I went and looked at the uh, YouTube videos that the Australian guy who killed himself made. Yes, Gene Ray's follower, uh, his name is was Cubehead, and he had his own website at cubicao.tk. Yeah, he, well, he called himself the second wisest human. Also, yes, he did. Yeah. In that video, I swear I heard Gene Ray say that a cube has six sides. Well, I'm sure Gene Ray gets lost in all of his madness <laughs> and is, you know, somewhat inconsistent at times. Aren't yeah. We all? Well, anyway, I just uh, I just wanted to bring that up. It was very strange, and his uh, his granddaughter is very gorgeous. That's actually the reason why I looked it up. And, uh, <laughs> you wanted to see if she was hot. There's lots <laughs> of pictures of hot girls on the internet, by the yeah. way. Yeah. But um, uh, also. Uh, Another thing is the Photoshop. Uh, I just want to beg uh, any listener who has uh, who has skills with Photoshop to get the picture of Ian having sex with a horse up as soon as possible because the whoever did the uh, the one where the picture oh, no. with Ian and Julia where they they took off Ron Paul's face and put it on Julia's. I haven't seen this one yet. Is that in the Photoshop forum and the on the BBS? Uh, that's where I saw it, but uh, I went back and I, I don't think I saw it there anymore. It's, it's huh. somewhere on there. I like the one where they took Julia's face and put her on a, a bikini model picture. That was nice. That was <laughs> and there's also the one where they, they had Mark. They put the Mark's face on that, that guy, that surfer guy. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. That, that's that a picture of me from the beach. <laughs> um, okay, uh, just quickly, I have one question. Yeah. What would happen if Ian got arrested for not paying taxes? That's what a good, happened to the show? That's a
a good question. The, well, that's one of the reasons why we have multiple hosts on here, so uh, others could take the reins and continue on Free Talk Live. That's the reason, one of the reasons why it's not the Ian show, uh, because it's not a show about one personality or another. It's a show that allows people to call in and talk about anything, and hopefully the personalities will be generally liberty-oriented. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. Certainly a possibility for the future, but hopefully not so probable. But yeah, Mark, you're uh, you're certainly equipped to take over the program. Julia is trained in uh, how to operate all the technical stuff behind the scenes. Yep. And as more time goes by, we'll have more people trained to uh, to run that technical stuff in case something happens, something bad happens to her too. So yeah, uh, I just have so little interest in those blinking boxes and all that computer stuff that you do, and it's so important. I mean, our podcast listeners. You you spend close to an hour every night uh, doing the podcast uh, after the show's over, um, and I, you know, God, that would be a it's chore a for me. Yeah. In fact, that reminds me, I've got to get in touch with uh, Gardner and some of our other co-hosts because Julia and I are going to be going to the uh, the radio talk uh, talk radio seminar coming up in a couple of weeks, Mark, and that's going to mean that you're going to have to do a couple of shows by yourself. Yeah, or, I'll take uh, you know, care with, of uh, getting the co-host for that. Oh, will you? Yeah. And besides, okay. if I did the show by myself, you know it would be better anyway. Which, by the way, means that uh, you, those of you who are listening via podcast will probably be SOL for a few days. Yeah, because we're Mark not going to put up a podcast he's... until right. Ian gets back. I'm going to have to come back and spend like three hours working on I can uh, record putting... the show. Yeah. Beyond that, I've, you know... Yeah. So the show will be crippled for a few days while we're out of town, but uh, still be, we will do it live still. But there's always, uh, you know, the archives on the internet, there's a year's worth of programs oh, yeah. that you can listen to. That said, though, Mark, some of them, uh, some of our listeners are all caught up, and they will be jonesing. So, what can you do? You know, well, there's uh, there's enough podcasts on the internet that they can uh, go out there and find something else. Gardner Goldsmith has his show up. That's true. Um, you can you can go to uh, what is it? Liberty Underground um, to hear uh, Liberty Radio X. Underground. Li- yeah. Liberty Radio Underground. All right, so but don't go away for too long because we'll be back days later, uh, and this has to be done. You know, we got to go to these talk radio conferences to smooth with the bigwigs. Though I am considering cutting back for next year. I'm, that's still something I'm debating about, just because I hate traveling to Washington D.C. It's just an awful, awful place. Rather go to the one in New York City. Anyway, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Continuing with your calls, Dennis in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Evening, guys. Hey, hey. what's on your mind? Well, okay, the other day there was a caller that called in, Frank from Oregon, and he was basically complaining that there's not enough going on in New Hampshire. Like, you guys are reporting about stuff, but nothing's going on. Well, this was the guy that was comparing the Free State Project to the Ron Paul revolution and claiming that the FSP is doing nothing. No, no, wait, wait a second. What he was doing was he was chastening Ian for uh, suggesting that, um, you know, people's activism going to Washington and marching on Washington was, uh, you know, completely ineffectual or whatever, his his perception. And he was comparing and contrasting some activism that Ian likes to activism that Ian dislikes. So, in all fairness, if Ian hadn't have gone out and insulted somebody's um, activism, it would have never come up. I didn't insult it. I just gave my opinion. Yeah, Ian would never insult anybody, right? God knows Um, your opinion can't (laughs) be insulting. At any rate, I I just wanted to point out that there is a lot. You kind of mentioned this again, that stuff is going on, but it's behind the scenes, and it can be sometimes hard to know about. And um, that kind of thing is is one of the reasons I set up my little website, the the Free State Blogs, Mm, um, just to let people know what's going on. Thank you. I mean, I don't really do any work. I well, it's good because it, uh, it syndicates all kinds of interesting content from around the uh, from around the, uh, the the state of New Hampshire. Different blogs that are doing different things are all brought to the same place at freestateblogs.net. 
Yeah, and I, I think the idea is that the Free State Project will start to pick some of those up, and they're talking about it, but that's what they do. But <laughs> I wanted to point out some things that, that are going on that people just may not know about. And I think the biggest okay. one, of course, that I think is the biggest thing because I'm involved with it, is the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Yes, I um, believe I mentioned that during that particular call. Well, well, specifically, it's the fact that the Liberty Alliance reads every piece of legislation that comes before the legislature and scores it to know like how libertarian or not libertarian it is and why. And then furthermore, takes those and turns them right back around and gives it to the legislators. So when they go in to vote, every, every week when they go in to vote, they get that piece of paper that says this one is pro-liberty, this is anti-liberty, and why. Like I think that's points. an amazing amount of effort that is unprecedented in this country, if not around the world. I mean, who else is doing this, Dennis? Anybody? Well, here, here, to the best of my knowledge, nobody. And here's the thing. Sometimes people come to me and they say, ooh, can I snarf the code that you guys use to do that review? And I say, you know, here's the code. But the problem is we have 100 people that are reading the bills. Wow. One of which I am. Sometimes yeah, one I do of which it. is Mark. <laughs> and, you know, each, each person only has to do a few. They don't spend a whole lot of time on it. And, you know, many hands make light work. And what I tell them is, you know, here's the code. Now you just need at least 50 activists willing to <laughs> actually read that. legislation. You, you can't find 50 activists to show up to a Libertarian Party of Florida convention. I mean, let alone 50 people to actually sit around and read a bunch of boring legislation. Well, some of it's some of it's not boring. Some of it's like once you once you realize how this stuff works, it's like, oh my God, this guy's a slime ball. Mm. He's he's redefining what a dead person is. Oh my God. Um, yeah, they're they're funny that way. Um, that plus, you know, other stuff going on. The fact that our legislature is so accessible, and we really are able to train people to become lobbyists. I mean, it sounds bad. The word lobbyist sounds bad, but I think we are developing a pretty effective lobbyist group and their liberty lobby. You know, we always talk about, oh my God, the lobbyists have all the power. Well, we're developing a liberty lobby. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's, it's volunteer. House, they're not paid. Member out there. It's a volunteer lobby. They're not paid members or anything. Exactly. It's, it's completely unpaid. It's people willing to take time out of their lives to present the liberty argument right. to these little committees and stuff like that. I, I think, think that when I, when I was down in Florida, Dennis, there wasn't one per, there was not one instance uh, in my history of volunteering and working with the Libertarian Party down there, not one instance where anybody ever said, hey, we need to go to uh, to Tallahassee to do some activism. Just didn't what, happen. What, and it's, what, it's happening all the time is, you know, here. I would ask people, maybe you found a liberty-loving rep in your state. Well, how many are there? Do you know? Does hang on, hang know? on, Dennis. Bring it back. you got more points. 800-259-9231. Really laying it out there. All the wonderful things. Just a, a fraction, actually, of the wonderful things happening here in New Hampshire. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away. So enjoy those on us. And they, by the way, include uh, the archives, the updates, the live streaming, all kinds of stuff, all totally free. freetalklive.com. Plus, you need to know. 
that the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. That's this year at Porkfest. You'll be able to learn how Free State Project early movers are already making a difference, as well as expand your network of liberty-loving activists, businesses, and organizations. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. In fact, you'll be able to meet people like Dennis, uh, who is on the line with us from New Hampshire. Dennis, you're back on Free Talk Live. In fact, you're telling us about some of those things that the uh, that the activists are doing in New Hampshire, that much of it is unsung, much of it is behind the scenes, uh, unseen, and uh, it's also very, very effective and very unusual in the world of liberty activism. Well, of course, it's unseen to people who are not in New Hampshire. To the state right. reps, I think they're starting to feel like, damn, these, these liberty people are all over the place. We, geez, you know, which is fun. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the one of the other items I wanted to point out that uh, an earlier caller had mentioned was, you know, whoop-de-doo, you got one guy elected into the state house, which right. I still think if it was just one guy would be pretty cool. Well, it'd be pretty insanely cool. Right. It would be cool because, you know, the one thing that the caller wasn't taking into consideration in that particular instance was, well, the Free State Project just picked its state in 2005. Is that right? Or 2000. It's been a handful of years, not very long. It, though, yeah. Something like that, and you have to be a um, you have to be a resident of New Hampshire for two years before you can even run. So some guy moved here, and two years later managed to get elected to the House of Representatives. That's right, there wasn't a impressive. Whole, there wasn't a whole full slate of candidates running in that election. It's not like we got handed a whole bunch of defeats. There just right. weren't the very Free many State candidates. Project hasn't even kicked in at this point. We right. haven't gotten you know twenty thousand signers yet. People aren't required to move by their uh, their commitments. That's right. The, the only people who were able to run the last time there was an election back in 2006 had moved literally within months after the state being chosen. Like they were prepared to drop everything and move like bam, like that. Now, being and a so, de- being a relatively politically active dude, Dennis, are you hearing rumblings about people gearing up for a possible uh, 2008 run since we've had more oh, people yeah. here longer now? Oh yeah, we have, and, and the, quite a few. Um, I know of at least half a dozen people that have already filed that are oh, wow. MSP members, but I know that a lot more have just not filed. It's going to be more than that. Now, we had at least, and there, there could be more, but I know personally eight people who ran back in 2006. Six of them ran as Republicans, and the fact is every one of those people – they got slaughtered by the backlash against Republicans, basically because people were PO'd about Iraq. Right. What do you think is going to happen this time out? Because the Democrats that got elected back in that election have, have since proceeded to drastically increase the uh, New Hampshire state budget, as I understand it, and uh, pass all kinds of new government programs. So are you expecting there's going to be like a double backlash against both the Democrats and the Republicans? How's this going to play out, Dennis? I don't know. I, that is the big question. I mean, that is the $10 billion question. Um, if, if the Democrats continue to hold on to the entire slate, if they hold the House, the Senate, and the governorship, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to get uglier before it gets better. Yeah, definitely. I, personally, I believe the Democrats are going to continue to hold on because uh, people hate the war. Yeah, right? they they just do, and and unfortunately, people are just largely uninformed about issues, and you know, it mostly is Republican bad, Democrat well, the, the only better. Good, well, some good things that we have going for us, and this could really go either way. I mean, on on the downside, the Democrats what they have is money, and they have a machine. I mean, they have a political just juggernaut because. From what I can tell, the Democratic Party in other states is looking to score a win here. Like, we turned New Hampshire into a Democratic state, and they're just 
dumping money into the machine. So for them, it's, you know, hey, whatever. Um, well, didn't about twice side, as many people turn out for the Democratic primary than the Republican primary? You got history? it. So you got it. Definitely they have some, the machine. They have to get out the vote, as they call it. Um, but the flip side is, and this is, I, I believe that the stand for liberty will happen in the House of Representatives in the uh, state of New Hampshire. Um, they got rid of straight ticket voting. New, New Hampshire no longer has straight ticket voting. You can't just check the R or check the D. You have to go down and say, I want this guy, this guy, and this guy. That's not that much harder, though. Then they just check all the R's and all the D's, right? Oh, you'd, you'd be amazed. People are lazy. Mm -hmm. um, the number of people that are actually going to go down and check all the R's and check all the D's, what they're going to start doing, I believe, is they're going to look at names that they know. Oh, I know this guy. I've heard of that guy. I've yep. met this guy. And it, it really matters. Is. It really does matter. That's yeah. how Arnold Schwarzenegger got elected to the you know governor of California. People, unfortunately, you've you've uh, there's just too many people out there that that think that they've well I've got to go vote. It's my civic duty, and they don't know a damn thing. Mm -hmm. And they shouldn't be voting for dog catcher, let alone who's going to be the governor of the state. So it really is the case that you know people who who are motivated because a lot of the Democrats didn't even expect to get elected this time. We, we, had to, we had to make a new grade in the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. We, we previously had a grade of incomplete for we didn't know, you know people weren't voting enough. Mm -hmm. We had to make a new grade called dereliction of duty because so many of them got elected. They didn't expect to get elected. They thought they were just padding out the, the full ticket. Right. And they got elected. They couldn't go to the state house. So, so they they're dereliction show of their up. duty. Well, I think that's and, great. You know, I think more uh, state representatives should be should be encouraged to uh, not show up because I'd rather have them not show than yeah, show the up vote, and vote the vote against freedom. Well, you know, suffice to say, most of the ones that are dereliction of duty, they they were basically Democrats who got swept in with the. Um, mm. With that, it doesn't mean that there aren't any bad. You know, there there are good Democrats out there. Goodish. Just that, by and large, if you look at the average, the ones who are voting against the Constitution are almost entirely on the Democratic side of the ticket. So it, it's a big deal. I mean, well, we certainly how, have our work cut out for us, both on the political side of things and in the market-based activism that we're seeing here in New Hampshire as well, uh, including some civil disobedience. In fact, at, uh, at a meeting just the other day, people were engaging in illegal gambling at just a regular old uh, get-together, Dennis. So the, uh, the, the people are out of control here in New Hampshire. They're rolling dice without government permission. Uh, it's, it's really just a lot of fun up here. There's all kinds of different things for people to get in, uh, to get involved with. So if the political stuff floats your boat, there's some really amazing things going on. And Dennis, you are at the forefront with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Where can people go online to learn more about that? Thanks. That's nhliberty.org. It's a good website. Uh, you guys have a, a bustling forum there that is relatively new. Probably you're still looking for more participants there. And you can help from afar. You can uh, you can contribute a few bucks and and uh, get signed up to the forum and kind of keep an eye on things and see what's going on. Right on. Well, Thanks. Evening, guys. Thanks for the call, dude, and the update. Always interesting to hear uh, what is going on from the political viewpoint because. I, myself, am really tired of politics, really tired of it. I find it pretty ineffective. But what these people have been doing here in New Hampshire... Right, they're actually getting things done. Right. Is that happening in your state? I mean, ask wasn't happening that. in Florida. Is, is, is liberty being advanced in any way, shape, or form in your state by some kind of organized group? Because I know what the answer is. It's no. No. I'd love to be told otherwise. And, you know, and, and people can talk about uh, how effective the Free State Project's been up to this point, and, you know, I have I have a plan to make it significantly more effective in this Ooh. next year. I, you know, that's just a teaser. Don't You're let the gonna, cat out of the I'm bag. I'm not going to tell you anything else. But only 500 people, have, uh, you know, are here, and what, how many, 250 or so have about moved? About that have moved, yeah. 
about that. So it's only just beginning. And the results from those 250 people have been tremendous. We really are getting the best of the best activists. And they're all moving away from your state. And they're coming here to New Hampshire because it makes sense. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Todd in Michigan, your calls about anything. And the bizarre question still to come. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you bring up anything, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's in here with you. And Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. They include live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you free at freetalklive.com. So we go right back into your phone calls. Coming up, a very bizarre question, one that we've never Never. I mean, we've heard a lot of the same questions over and over again over the years, Mark, about liberty. <laughs> sure. This one is a new one. We'll get to that. But first, we go to Todd in Michigan. Todd, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Well, um, I wanted to uh, ask you guys what are your thoughts on um, Murray Sabrin's run for U.S. Senate uh, in New Jersey. And now he's supposed to brand himself as a Ron Paul Republican. I know Ron endorsed him. Um, my... My concern about him, and I've read, I've read his platform points um, on his website, and there's one important issue that's missing from his site. What's that? And that's the war. Hmm. And um, the one interesting thing uh, that a lot of people aren't taking into account is, well, exactly what is he going to do about the war? I mean, I've heard that he is against the war, well, that's, nice, that's all well and good, but what does he plan on doing about it? Um, does he plan on getting us out, or is he going to keep us in? Is he in favor of a troop surge, or is he against it? I mean, so you're a, referring to a, can- a, war, a deal breaker for a lot of people. Just just to bring uh, the listeners up to speed on this, you're referring to a candidate, Murray, is it Sabrin or Sabrin? Sabrin, I believe. Murray Sabrin. Who is getting a lot of press from the Lou Rockwell blog. Now, in the world of libertarianism, the Lou Rockwell blog is probably, or the Lou Rockwell website, lourockwell.com, is one of the most popular, if not perhaps the most popular libertarian website out there. And it is uh, generally very, very pro-freedom, very anti-state, a very principled place to to find news and, and information. And uh, I spend uh, a good amount of time sort of um, monitoring the blog because there's all kinds of interesting things that, that pop up there. And I've seen this guy's name pop up over and over again. So he's definitely got the Lou Rockwell people behind him. Uh, I believe that he's like a friend of Lou or, or something like that. Uh, I don't know too much else about the guy besides the fact that Lou Rockwell's been pimping him like crazy. Uh, and, and he has gotten this Ron Paul endorsement. Now, I don't understand why Ron Paul would endorse somebody who doesn't who doesn't fall into line with him on uh, you know his anti-war viewpoint? I mean, Ron Paul has had been asked right. several times in many interviews. Well, Ron, if you drop out of the presidential race, will you lend your support to whoever the uh, the inevitable candidate is? And he would always say, Well, no, unless they all of a sudden adopt my viewpoint. And so I can't see that Ron Paul would uh, endorse someone that wasn't of that same viewpoint. But I don't know. You know, like you said, it's not on his website, so who knows? And uh, interesting that you called about it tonight because. 
I think someone from his campaign called me today. I don't remember the guy's name, but uh, one of his campaign staff called to ask if we wanted to interview him on the air. And I said, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we just don't do that. Uh, we have guests on the show occasionally. It's not a guest-based show. Um, and if I have one libertarian candidate on the air, and I don't know, if maybe he's running, running as a Republican. I don't know what he's running as. But if I have one liberty-oriented candidate on the air, inevitably all of them are going to be calling me saying, hey, you gave uh, Murray right. Sabrin an interview. Why don't you interview me? I'd love to talk about my platform and where I want to take the party and blah, blah, blah. Look, this isn't uh, just to let anybody, anybody who's listening that's running a campaign out there, we're glad your candidates are running. Excellent. Okay? We are trying to pre- prepare a foundation for um, you to run your campaigns on. We're spreading the news of liberty. Right. What we are not doing is Candidates Corner, where every single candidate gets to call in and spout off the reasons they're running, what's so exciting about right. their campaign, what makes them different from the other competition. And, you know, it's not candidate uh, Candidates Corner. It's not anything to focus on candidates. This is an, a show about issues. Now, of course, if Sabrin wants to call in, then I can't stop him from doing that, certainly. Uh, but I told right. his campaign, look, if there's something newsworthy that's happening, let me know. If he gets arrested or something like that, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> if, he does okay? some, if he does some uh, civil disobedience, yeah. okay. Give me something to separate your candidate from all of the other run-of-the-mill libertarian candidates And we did out that there. with Michael Bednarik when he was making, what was it, the, st- the state run? What was Yeah, the, uh, he ran for Texas, or no, he ran for U.S. House in Texas. U.S. House in Texas because he signed a contract. Um, he, he put a contract out there that basically said, you can, voters, you can hold me to this. I will not uh, grow the size of government. And actually, you know, it was... You could have taken them to court on this contract. Yeah. But now that's kind of old news, so if everybody else does that, that's not going to get you on the show. Well, Uh, I think what it comes down to is uh, if he he is against the war, which sounds great, and Mm -hmm. I know Ron has a lot of confidence in him, um, what does he plan on doing about it should he ever get elected as a U.S. Senator? What can a senator do? Vote against the war when they uh, have the opportunity, I guess. Yeah. And... um, uh, aside from his immigration position, which I, um, sure. which sounds Pat Buchanan, I'm not exactly a fan of it. And I love his position on education for the most part. Uh, he wants the federal government out of education, but the only part about it that I disagree with him on is school vouchers. He seems to be in favor of that. But um, I think, uh, you know, he sounds okay. I He doesn't. He are you, why are you even looking at him? I mean, you're the kind of fire that Ron Paul would. But have. you're in Michigan, Todd. I mean, why are you even? You never know. Why are you in Michigan even caring about what's going on in in New Jersey? Are you considering sending him money or something? Um, I was just, you know, kind of curious. Just curious. Not that I really care, but. Because I was going to say, no. if you feel like donating money to a political campaign, I mean, there, I'd, I'd put my money where the, the free staters are here in, in New Hampshire. It, it's going to go a lot longer of a way. The corruption isn't as bad. I mean, New Jersey is one of the most corrupt uh, states to do anything in. And so, I mean, I'm just saying, if you've got money to spend, consider spending it here with some of the candidates that are running a Even local candidates. Is, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, Todd's going to move to – he's a free state project right, member. Right, so. but I'm, I'm saying even the local candidates on a state level um, – yeah. It seems to me that uh, bang for the buck, making uh, New Hampshire, getting New Hampshire to secede from the United States makes a hell of a lot more sense than trying to fix uh, the government in, in uh, Washington. There's DC. no doubt about it, Todd. Thanks for the call tonight. As always, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That number allows you to take control of the airwaves. Going to the email box. This one is a little bizarre. So, Mark, I want to hear what you have to say to it. 
It's from a guy named Kufra. He says, Ian, I was arguing with my friend about the free market, and I told him that the initiation of force is always wrong in all cases, no exceptions. He agreed with me in principle, but he brought up the issues or the issue of laws of physics, that is, F equals MA, force equals mass times acceleration, action equals existence times change. He says that it's not immoral to initiate force because force is merely the combination of existence and meaningful change to achieve action. An existence without meaningful change and therefore without force would be meaningless. What do you think I should say to him? Okay, um, he's applying the physics term force mm-hmm. to the um, what in in real world, you know, what we use the terminology force to in fact mean violence against another human being or threat thereof. Right. Uh, that is not. That's not force in the physics sense. Right. And um, also, you, you have to, you know, is there, is there a uh, physics formula for the, um, you know, for uh, the golden rule? I, I guess what you should um, do is, if he says the formula to him, is punch him right in his frickin' mouth. There's some force for you, Buster. Uh, hey, I was just trying to create meaningful change. <laughs> right. I was, you know, I was trying to change your teeth out of your <laughs> face. How do you like it? There's right. force for you. Yeah, there's no, a, it's if force and violence. Yes, force. We use the terminology force to mean government force, which is violence. You know, one human being. Government force is uh, the cloak of legitimacy over one human being using force on another human being, and um, force that is going it's to harm. Actually, a, a better term which we don't use properly is aggression. Yeah, that's true. Aggression uh, means that, you know... To I aggress use, against. If you punch me in the mouth, I can punch you back. We've both used force. You, on the other hand, aggressed me. Right. So I am um, the aggressor. Tell him, I've decided to change the terminology for you. Mm-hmm. I see that uh, force hangs you up, and, you know, you're uh, big into physics. I got it. There's no, mathical ma- there's no mathematical formula for aggression. Aggression. Yeah. There you go. That's a good one, Mark. 800-259-9231. Like I said, we never had that one before. That was a new one. <laughs> you got a funny look on your Bizarre. Face. 1-800-259-9231. More coming up. You take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind, even in these remaining moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining. Just enough time for your call if you make it right now at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the program. It's simple. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is that we want you to help us get on more radio stations. That is, if you like what we're doing and you want to help spread Free Talk Live and thereby spread the message of liberty by proxy, uh, you can do that by going to amp.freetalklive.com and getting signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. Now, remember, all of the features on our website we give away up front. So this is above and beyond all that. This is if you really want to help us out. Uh, it makes a big difference for us because we get that money in and we turn it around into uh, reaching out to radio stations. We buy half-page ads in Talkers Magazine, for instance. We go to the uh, the industry conventions. As I said, Julia and I will be attending the upcoming uh, talk radio seminar in Washington, D.C. to schmooze it up with the bigwigs in talk radio. And, uh, you know, it makes a big difference. It's kind of like a who's who of the radio business, and if you're seen, then people know who you are, and they know you're still out there, and of course, it seems to become it seems to become less important as you've been in the business for longer, Mark. 
Like if you're if you're brand new, it's important to be seen at these things. But if you've been in it for a while, then you don't tend to you show up. You don't see any of the uh, the, the big wigs there. Well, um, Sean Hannity's there every year, but he's always like giving a speech or something. Right. Well, he's yeah. They're giving speeches and that kind of thing, but they don't mingle much. Um, you know, Good Day, Doug Steffen from uh, Good Day with Doug Steffen, he's generally there and, and accessible, but uh, Rush Limbaugh isn't in the crowd pressing no. flesh or anything like that. I mean, you know, the, 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 the truly, the guys that are in, you know, around, they, they aren't there every year. But these are some of the things, some of the things we're doing with uh, the AMP dollars that are coming in. You can learn some of the other things we're doing. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get on board. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in line, AMP-only chat room and forum, uh, and more AMP perks available just for you. We've released the, free, uh, the Mark's rendition of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven mm-hmm. over the weekend to our amplifier. So you get some nice little fun be- uh, fun stuff like that from time to time. Again, amp.freetalklive.com. Back to the email box. Let's go to one from Mike. He emails and says, Hey guys, I'm wondering what you think about monetary intervention in foreign affairs. I'm specifically thinking of the aid that we gave to the Mujahideen, by the way, I wasn't a part of that. Don't know about you. Uh, in Afghanistan during the Soviet occupation. As far as I'm concerned, this was justified, even in hindsight, since these were really people willing to fight for their self-determination against hopeless odds. I remember hearing of tribesmen with flintlocks standing up to tanks. I'm not sure how consistent or unemotional I can be on this, but it seems like there are places where our intervention is justified. I think he means our when he's, he means the U.S. government. Uh, certainly not by our troops, however, nor for interests other than those of decency. Well, um, I it's what, he's on he's on the very early stages of the slippery slope. I mean, if if we if you can commit uh, the taxpayers' money, all of our collective money, to supporting people like the Mujahideen, then why in the world can't you commit the the military? It's just an issue of degrees. That's a good point. The fact is, um, you know, those coll- those taxes are collected by force and the threat of force, um, you know, the threat of aggression from the Amer- by by the United States government. They they're stealing. Okay, so you have stolen funds there. Now I'll right. give you that there might be some legitimate uses for those funds. But one there's of them, never no ex- there's never a legitimate excuse for stealing. Well, that's I understand what you're saying, um, but one of those legitimate uses is not us deciding that the Mujahideen is a good, um, even if it was democratically decided. It's not even, it's not a good use of of the money. Sorry, um, the United States government. I feel like its uh, you know sole role uh, should be to arbitrate any disputes between states on a civil rights issues on issues and to protect our borders from enemies um, you know that might be invading us. You know the fact is when it comes to foreign aid, uh, most of the money that gets sent over there, most of these government uh, this, these taxpayer dollars that get sent to various different governments around the world, you have to remember that this money is going usually to governments, if not going to warlords or madmen. I mean, they're not taking this money and turning it into a food drop and giving it to a bunch of poor, starving children. They're giving it to governments, and the intention in many cases is, okay, we're going to give you this money, and you're supposed to give it to poor, starving children. But then they give it to the governments, and they buy BMWs with it or whatever it is that they do. So the money itself isn't really going – it's not really being used in a way that uh, that helps humanity in any way, shape, or form. And besides, that's after the fact that it's already been stolen from you, which is really the most objectionable thing. I was was in New York City, and I think – I can't remember which time it was, but, you know, sometime within the last decade. I was Mm -hmm. in New York City, and I've been there several times. And I happened to be going by the U.N., and – I saw the um, BMW 7 Series, all in black with tinted windows, probably bulletproof glass and the whole deal for um, the Angola, for the uh, diplomat okay. from Angola. 
How many people are starving to death in Angola, and the diplomat is driving around a 7 Series that was, I believe, Mm. illegally parked in New (laughs) York City? God, it's so disgusting. And you know how they afforded that 7 Series? From the money that we gave them. Well, I didn't give it to them. Well, the United States government, and it was your money. So, yeah. um, So, foreign aid, bad idea. Because, inevitably, not everyone is going to agree on it. I mean, some people could make the argument, oh, yeah, those Mujahideen, they're doing great things. But what if there are people in America that are on the other side of the conflict? And especially if you go to the uh, the Israel situation with the Middle East, there are people in this country on all sides. uh, Absolutely on all sides. Why would you... uh, I mean, it is in no way right for you to say... Well, if you don't like these countries, too bad. We're taking your money anyway, and we're going to give it to the people that you hate. Ludicrous. I mean, that is totally anti-American and totally anti-freedom. The only pro-freedom position is to allow Americans to keep the money that they earn, and then, if you decide personally that you want to help some movement out around the world, then you can dig into your pocket and your bank account and... Cut a check for as much money as you've got in your bank account if you really are so interested in what's going on with world politics or world affairs or world wars. That's what I did when I believed in Ron Paul. I didn't expect to go out there and vote democratically and take your money from you to uh, get to support Ron Paul. I sent a check. And that's what that's what um, a person who believes in freedom does. Now, I'm not trying to scold this uh, um, email writer sure. here. I, I understand what he, where he's coming from, and you know, I'm, I, I, I kind of get it. Well, it's this, it's it's sort of the siren song of government, right? The idea that there's this possibility to do good if we could just put the right people in and have them send the money to the right places. Then finally, this government will do good. But it doesn't work that way, my friends, because even if you have the perfect plan as far as how to make the government work and make the government do what you want it to do to help whoever you want it to help your plan will never be implemented because, first of all, you aren't in power and odds are pretty much against you ever getting into power and ever having enough influence to get your plan passed through. But even if you could, and this is, by the way, um, uh, borrowed from Harry Brown's excellent book, Why Government Doesn't Work. I highly recommend that. But even if you could get your program implemented in the perfect way that you imagined it, the way you originally envisioned it, that you managed to get it through Congress without having it being modified by the other 435 people or whatever in there that are going to want to change it and add things and, and adjust it in order to get their vote. You know how that is? They, they log roll. They back scratch. So even if you could get it passed through without any modification, then you won't be the one in charge of implementing it. Because you'll have been the representative that got it passed. Then it goes to the bureaucrats. Then it gets handed off to some government bureaucracy. And it's then the responsibility of bureaucrats, federal bureaucrats, to administrate that program. You think they're going to follow all your rules and they're going to do everything exactly by the book? They sure haven't. You know, there's no evidence that they <laughs> that anyone's program has been followed in the way right. um, that it was supposed to. I mean, you know, just look at every, look at welfare. It's out there to help poor people, and I'm sure it has helped some poor people. Sure. I'm sure that people have used the money to get back on their feet and you know make a good productive life. I'm positive that there's some success stories out there. There are also people that have lived on uh, welfare for three generations. Yep. There are people that have been that have had their productivity stifled, crippled. They don't even understand what it's like to work for themselves, to make money. 
And why? Because there's a government program out there called welfare. Not to mention the bureaucrats themselves, which are, you know, siphoning off about 70% of the program's budget. Right. And, and, and by the way, that's not, that's not people stealing the money, which there's plenty of those people out there. That's the bureaucrats get paid 70% of the money that gets designated for welfare. It's the overhead. That, yeah, that's the overhead. 70%. There's no charity out there that can operate with 70% overhead. I wouldn't give money to them. Nobody, nobody would. This isn't charity. It's not helping. Right, and that's the other critical difference here is that if you want to help some group around the world, if you were to take your dollars from your own pocket, choose a uh, charitable organization to contribute those dollars to, those dollars will be better spent. The people that you want to help in whatever, you know, fill-in-the-blank country that you want to help, they will be helped more effectively if the money's coming directly from your pocket, going to a charity of your choice. If it's money that's being extracted from you by force by the government... All put into some centralized bureaucracy and then having bureaucrats make decisions to send money to other bureaucrats, you're never going to end up helping the people that you originally intended to. So please, let go of this whole idea that centralizing things, make things makes things more efficient and that the government can actually help people. It can't. All it does is hurt. We'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.